As the U.S. presidential election looms closer, scrutiny is heightening over Democratic bid Joe Biden's position on Taiwan. In a Thursday op-ed published in the World Journal, which belongs to the United Daily News, the former VP pledges to deepen U.S.-Taiwan relationship. But Biden also has a mixed political record on Taiwan issues. We now turn to archival footage of a former lawmaker who had interactions with Biden in Washington. This Biden is not especially friendly toward Taiwan. He's an elected senator from Delaware. Former Delaware Lieutenant Governor Wu Xianbiao is Chinese. Wu Xianbiao's wife is also Chinese. That couple has a lot of influence over Biden's China policy. In 1979, Biden visited China in the capacity of a U.S. senator. During his trip, he met with then-Chinese President Deng Xiaoping. In 2000, he opposed the passage of the proposed Taiwan Security Enactment Act, which called for greater U.S. military support for Taiwan. According to then-Taiwanese lawmaker Tsai Tongrong, Biden had advocated for Washington to maintain an ambiguous position on Taiwan. Meanwhile, the head of Taiwan's Mainland Affairs Council called out Beijing on Friday for undermining regional peace and stability. MAC Minister Chen Mingtong was speaking at a symposium on China's development and governance. Chen urged Chinese leader Xi Jinping to discover a new mindset when shaping his Taiwan policy, one that's based on goodwill and respect. <laughs> In front of reporters, the mainland affairs chief refused to be drawn, but on stage at the international seminar, the minister held nothing back. They have also escalated regional tension and eroding the long-term thesis, understanding between the two sides based on non-aggression and mutual restraint. We all note that showing weakness or making concessions will not bring peace. We will not act rashly to seek war. The minister censured Beijing for undermining regional peace. He also urged Xi Jinping to realize bold and complete reforms based on democratic values. The CCP leader says pledge to comprehensive the deepen reform and expand the scope of the opening up. However, democratic reform was left out. James Steinberg, a former U.S. Deputy Secretary of State, attended the seminar via video conference. He said that if the U.S. answers China's challenge by copying China's tactics, the outcome would be unfavorable for both sides. And we need to stand firm as China challenges our security our jobs, and our way of life. But stirring anti-communist rhetoric is not enough. We need a smart strategy that draws on the inherent strengths of our open, vibrant, and inclusive societies, not one that seeks to copy China's playbook. Hopes for China's peaceful rise are dissipating as wolf warrior diplomacy becomes the new normal. As U.S.-China ties continue to fray, the world is on watch for gestures of reconciliation from Beijing. President Tsai Ing-wen once again touted Taiwan's COVID accomplishments on Friday at the annual Global Health Forum. 
a government-organized event where public health experts shared ideas about global challenges. In her opening address, Tsai shared Taiwan's success in preventing the spread of COVID-19. She stressed that Taiwan would continue to proactively cooperate with the global community, even as China seeks to undermine its efforts. Accompanied by Health Minister Chen Shih-chung, President Tsai attended the 2020 Global Health Forum in Taiwan, where she highlighted Taiwan's outstanding COVID achievements. Taiwan implemented a set of crucial measures. These critical measures included on-board and home quarantine, early diagnosis and detection, application of social distancing, enforcement of facial mask wearing, and the utilization of big data analysis and digital technology to combat the spread of the coronavirus. Even with COVID still on a global rampage, Taiwan has had remarkable success with keeping it contained. In a July ranking released by Bloomberg, Taiwan's pandemic performance placed first out of 75 world economies. I also believe Taiwan's participation in the World Health Organization is essential in the world's effort to prevent and combat diseases and pandemics. The political pressure from one particular country should not be a legitimate reason to disrupt the global effort in pandemic prevention. Tsai sharply criticized Beijing for playing politics and undermining global COVID efforts. She underscored Taiwan's sincere wish to work proactively with the international community to achieve global health for all. New questions have emerged over the safety of flu shots after South Korea reported at least 36 deaths linked to its vaccination program. Health Minister Chen Shih-chung said Friday that while some of the vaccines used in Taiwan's program are made by the same French manufacturer, they are not from the same batch as those used in South Korea. Health authorities said they're closely monitoring the flu shot program to ensure its safety. There's been a mad dash for vaccines this year. Fearing they'll miss out, parents flocked to this Taipei clinic early Friday morning. They had their children in tow for vaccination. I always come to this clinic for vaccinations. You just have to be patient because everyone is crowded together here. We live close by, just next to the clinic. We've already been here three times. The Taipei City Hospital System has announced that, starting from Saturday, it will offer dedicated clinics for vaccinating children. Everyone, including our nurses and doctors and even our other workers, has been doing extra overtime. Normally, in one morning, we do 50 vaccine shots, which is already hard work. Over the weekend, that is 100 shots. At Taipei's 12 community flu clinics, extra outpatient services will run every Saturday, providing 100 doses each. Over in South Korea, there's been news that 36 people died after receiving flu vaccines. One of the vaccines involved is produced by Sanofi, and it's used on infants in Taiwan. Another is produced by GlaxoSmithKline, and it's available in Taiwan on a self-paid basis. This year, Taiwan is providing 6.03 million free vaccines, including 550,000 produced by TTY Biopharm Company, 3.58 million produced by Adimmune, and 1.9 million produced by Sanofi. There are also 1.15 million self-funded doses of vaccine produced by GSK that are available. We've been giving everyone the same shot. All the children have gotten the same one. Adults have nearly all been getting the same one. 
There is no need to worry about the one given to children. We have a very precise understanding of the situation. The batch imported in South Korea is not the same batch as ours. There has also never been such a situation in Taiwan, but we will continue to pay attention to the issue. As of the end of Thursday, 3.8 million people had been vaccinated in Taiwan. Among them, only 26 cases of adverse reactions were reported, none of which were serious. Sanofi's Taiwan office said that the batch of vaccines produced by the company for Taiwan was different from that received by Korea. It said there are no concerns about the quality of Taiwan's vaccines. In these pandemic times, domestic cruises are more popular than ever. On Friday, the Explorer Dreamliner anchored at Kaohsiung on the second day of its round-the-island tour. Its passengers were greeted by a VIP tour guide, Kaohsiung Mayor Chen Ximai, who gave them an insider's look at the famous harbor city. Kaohsiung Mayor Chen is in his element. At the head of the tour bus, he launches into an intro of Kaohsiung's scenic attractions. Then it's off to admire the new Great Harbor Bridge. Mayor Chen is tour guide of the day. The tourists are on a round-the-island cruise with a stop at Kaohsiung's Pier 2. It's very special. I've never been on a cruise before, and it's not like you can go overseas these days. You can't go abroad, but this feels like going abroad. You have to pass through customs. Fake a vacation. I'm just trying it out. This is my first time on a giant cruise liner. Amid COVID border restrictions, a local travel agency rolled out round-the-island cruises. Carrying a thousand passengers, this explorer Dreamliner arrived at Kaohsiung port on its second day at sea. The ship was welcomed by the mayor himself. This travel agency is creative. From the island topping cruises created in the beginning to the round-the-island itineraries that are running now, these offerings let people vacation without going overseas. They can make good use of this time by experiencing the beauty of Taiwan. Tour operators hope that in the post-pandemic era, cruises will continue to find favor in the domestic travel market. Taipei City's New Year's Eve concert could be canceled this year if domestic COVID cases surge. The Taipei City government made the announcement on Friday. It said the concert will be canceled or converted to only live stream if Taipei gets 15 or more locally transmitted cases in the week leading up to December 31st. But no matter what happens, the annual fireworks extravaganza will go on at Taipei 101. We will act according to the resolution of the Board of Directors meeting, which is to hold the fireworks event at Taipei 101 this year as scheduled. The fireworks event at Taipei 101 is held privately by the Taipei Financial Center Corporation. Especially at this time, we want to hold it because while the pandemic has hit hard around the world, in Taiwan, it's mostly life as usual. So we want to put on the fireworks show as a symbol of hope for the new year, as a way to boost public morale. The Taipei Financial Center Corporation emphasized that its fireworks show and the city government's countdown concert are two different events and that the fireworks will go ahead no matter what. More details on this year's display will be released in the weeks to come. Taiwan researchers have made progress in understanding a disorder that causes premature aging. This rare disease is called Hutchinson-Gilford progeria syndrome, or simply progeria. In almost every case, people with progeria don't live past their teens. 
Taiwan researchers now believe they know how progeria develops. Their study published in a prestigious international journal could offer directions for therapeutic strategies for progeria as well as related diseases. Hutchinson-Guilford progeria syndrome is a rare progressive genetic disorder. On average, there's one case in every 8 million newborns. Children with the disease age very rapidly, developing wrinkled skin, hair loss, and cardiovascular disease, which becomes worse with time and leads to death. The average life expectancy of a person with progeria is 13 years. Progeria is an extremely rare disease. It's known that it is caused by a gene defect. Discovered in 2003, the genetic cause of progeria is known to be the mutation of the LMNA gene, which codes for proteins known as lamin A and C. But although scientists know the genetic cause, the mechanics of the disease are still largely a mystery. At present, the world is actively researching the mechanisms through which this defective gene causes progeria. There are many theories. For example, it changes the shape of the cell nucleus, which in turn changes gene regulation. Or the change in nucleus shape makes the cell more fragile, and therefore the nucleus breaks easily or the cell dies easily. Professor Chen Hongzhen and his team are putting another theory on the table. They believe the disease develops because of abnormalities in the primary cilia, which are tiny sensory antennas in the cell. Progeria patients have fewer and shorter primary cilia. In a recent study, scientists found that a deficiency in lamin A and C results in abnormal cilia. We discovered that the abnormalities caused by this progeria-linked gene defect are actually connected to the abnormal functioning of the cilia. Cilia function as the antennas of the cell. It can feel changes in the cell's environment. So when there is a problem with the antennas, the cell has no sense of the outside environment. That causes problems in the physiological regulation of the cell. Professor Chen says abnormal cilia behavior could be involved in the development of disease like progeria. His team's study was published in EMBO Reports, a prestigious peer-reviewed scientific journal on molecular biology. For most news, Stephanie Yang, Huang Yuquan in Taipei. The digital economy has seen unprecedented growth in the first half of 2020, as many people adapt to pandemic life by doing more and more online, such as using home delivery apps. But while the growth of technology enabling people to stay at home grab the limelight, some traditional services are also changing with the times. A new app provides plumbers and electricians with a 21st century approach to connecting with customers and claims to reduce waiting times and risks for the clients. Ladder in one hand, tool belt in the other, this tradesman is ready for anything. He opens up the toilet to check on the ball cock, fixes electrical sockets and handles a faulty aircon unit. Plumbers don't just deal with leaks. Every homeowner knows how hard it can be to find the workmen you need. But the new app aims to make finding an expert as simple as ordering a home delivery. It's not like the old days when you had to wait for them to finish the job they were working on before they got to you. So it saves a lot of time. I used to have to find a workman near me and maybe he would say, I'll have to visit before I can give you a quote. Or when they come, they ask for a different price. But on this platform, I can see the prices immediately after I've selected my filters. It removes worries about being overcharged by listing up front each expert's prices and the services on offer. If they're a match, one tap seals the deal. 
The professionals say the platform can also help them make up to 30% more. Before I joined the platform, calls might come and go. Now that I'm on it, I get lots of inquiries. More inquiries means more opportunities to get a job. We were looking at the coronavirus era and we realized consumer behavior is changing. People are becoming very reliant on the internet, especially younger people. We really hope to create 15 to 20 million transactions in a year because we have a premonition that this is going to get bigger and bigger. The app's owner thinks even tradesmen can go digital. Stats from the economics ministry suggest that in the first six months of this year, online spending grew by 17.5 percent compared to the same period last year to more than 158 billion NT. That's an incredible increase for the digital economy. Art can speak to anybody. It crosses the language barrier to speak straight to the subconscious. That was the message an art teacher gave a young artist 30 years ago. The young man grew up and became Taiwan's own surrealist champion, Zhuang Zhihui, and now he has proven his teacher right, having his works, both paintings and sculptures, exhibited across the globe. Zhuang, hailed as the Dali of Xinchu, speaks about the philosophy within his work. Last year, the theme of my world tour was Company is a Blessing. When people heard that name or looked at this piece, they were quite impacted. Here, a man bends over to create a castle for his children to play in. It's a portrait of Zhuang's own family. But why is his wife sitting quietly in the corner reading? This piece would be incomplete if one corner were missing. So for example, in a family, there needs to be someone watching over every corner. This ancient symbol is called Taiji in Chinese. Inside the white, Zhuang has painted raised white dots, and elsewhere, black holes, with a profound meaning in mind. The raised dots represent that which is seen. The holes down here represent that which is hidden. There are these two levels. The hidden parts are waiting to be discovered by us. We shouldn't stay on the surface level of the Taiji image. We have to keep digging deeper. Why is there black in the white? Zhuang was born on Penghu 55 years ago. Displaying his talent from a young age, he moved to the mainland of Taiwan at the age of 16 to pursue his artistic career and held his first solo exhibition at 20. His distinctive work is now owned by collectors around the world. Last year, his exhibition in Manhattan, New York, attracted many art lovers. It featured paintings as well as sculptures. A smiling face fades into the scales of a fish. From even further back, the fish has legs. Zhuang's surrealism is an assault on the viewer's preconceptions. My mind is always going over the relationship between humanity and the universe. What kind of situations or lives will we end up in in the future? One good thing about painting the things I do is that I learn to understand myself, or you could say, to heal myself. Zhuang's works express vividly the deeper layers of his soul and its struggles. As testaments of his self-reflection, they invite the viewer into a new dimension.